We've done it. We are back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's the Look Occult Hangover Week show. <laughs> Cars and Comedy. Jay Ryan, you're in the late night place. Thanks for tuning us up. Uh, please like and subscribe if you haven't already. This is the uh, this is the opportunity you need to do so. Uh, <laughs> we've got a great show for you tonight. We are all totally wrung out, exhausted. Can't believe we're on the air. Uh, huge Look Occult Weekend for everybody. Then uh, Monday was also the Magnus Urban Outlaw 10 thing. So we're going to be talking all about that stuff, as well as well as our good friend, comedian Guido Cocomelo is here as well. And he's going to be doing his one-hour live special at the Marconi Museum in uh, about a week and a half. So we're going to be talking about that as well, and uh, hopefully selling some tickets for those guys as well. Uh, and I'm going to say as well about three more times before we get Will in here. <laughs> to, <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody, woo! Did I say wrong out? Uh, the reason you're all tuning in this evening is Nicole. There she is waiting for us to join her. Set. Also, also, in addition to you at home on the Instagram, we've got our friend Canada Mike all the way up there representing in Kelowna. Are you in Kelowna or near Kelowna? I am in Kelowna. <laughs> but in 45 minutes. Representing in the 45 minutes. Of Kelowna. <laughs> Canada Mike Chisholm is here. <laughs> And we're going to hey, kids. you guys in just a few minutes. Two minutes exactly, so uh, now's the time to uh, go do your stuff. Uh, like Chuck Roller used to say, we'll be back in two and two. Take it away, Will.
Uh, we're all a little giddy. It might be one of those. Oh, my thing work. Uh, hey, good. Hey, all right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, where are we? Welcome back. It is. I didn't say this before, did I? No, I guess I say it over here all the time. Also, here's this for you. Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. It is the post-Lufkakult uh, show, also known as the Lufkakult hangover show. Lufkakult week is over. I'm ready to stop saying Lufkakult week for another year. It's funny. We all look so forward to it, and then it is such an energetic and emotional, like, ah, it's crazy. I'm sure you were all there. I ended up going. <laughs> Remember on Friday, we weren't sure. On Thursday, we weren't sure. Uh, but it was great. So we're going to talk about all that stuff. Uh, what else is going on? Guido Concomola is here. I told you about that. We're going to have an East Coast feed that we'll do that we uh, are late on from, I don't know. <laughs> the kid is still a kid. I don't know how old she is now, but we'll find out later this week when the new feed rolls in. Uh, and um, and the usual business. And that's what's going on. How about you? We haven't checked in with you in a while. Wanted to do that tonight as well. What would you like to know? I would like to know how you are doing. I know the answers to these questions. I guess they're sort of leading, but I would like to know. Uh, I would like the folks at home, <laughs> to quote our friend Norm Macdonald, like the folks at home, to know uh, how how you're feeling because you look great. It, here's the usual problem: you look fantastic, and I know you're not. I feel I'm really numb. Like thanks to the pot and the intake, I thankfully can take in. I'm so numb because otherwise I'd be in I, so much pain. Yeah. I can't really feel from the knees down and my feet stick to the floor. So it's everything takes 10 times longer than you think it will. Yeah. We're talking about multiple sclerosis here, by the way, if anybody is curious why she's having these numbness and foot Velcro problems. Uh, multiple sclerosis is the son of a bitch that does that to us. So, um, that's what she struggles with. These are just some of the symptoms. Yes. And I will say, in case I look crazy, because I feel crazy, my feet don't just not get up. They actively work against me sometimes and push the opposite way. So I have to f argue with them and talk to them and be like, let's get up. Somehow your brain can get the signal to the part that needs it, even a part that's so far away like a foot. Only problem, sends the wrong signal. So imagine like a polarity issue, like, oh, it needs to send a positive to this and a negative over here. And it goes, oh, got it. I know right where that is. And then it goes to right to the spot. And it goes, Argh! like miswires it. It happens all the time. It happens with your thoughts, your, your speeches. Spe speeches? It happens to me. I have it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Demyelination, right? All of the wires are crisscrossed. There's no, nothing to funnel anything. Any communication, so who knows? Mm, brutal. So on top of just being exhausted this week, like like we are from Lufkakul, add all of that. Do you think you are worse today from doing all of the stuff that we did? Now, you didn't do Lufkakul, but you did every other thing that we did this weekend. I was better when we did after the Magnus run. Oddly enough, like I felt you were better, better after we did it. Yeah, and I, I felt like I had more energy. You're kidding. Yeah, right That's now great. you wouldn't see it, but last night I was, it was like I was a different person. What do you think that, while we were out there, it was very fatiguing because of all the fumes and all the different things and bumpy rides and all the different confusion and whatever. 
Uh, what do you think it was about that? Was it the people? Was it okay? I think it's the people. Everyone had great attitudes and were really happy to be where they were. So that feeds itself, like it makes the environment. Mm. Well, they were all blah, blah, blah. No, friends of Magnus is handpicked by Magnus, so Magnus is a good uh, uh, a good nucleus then, I guess, of energy. I love that guy. Jeez, sorry, you're back there. Instagram, I'm sorry, but I meant to do this too. Also, um, well, we didn't wrap up exactly. <laughs> how are you? How about this? You just explained to everyone the physical stuff that you're dealing with. How are you dealing with all of that emotionally? Because it's a lot. Uh, not well. It's exhausting, so I don't have a lot of time to focus on how crazy I feel. Because that would, I'd go down that rabbit hole. Take hard. all your time. Yeah, exactly. It's a yeah. So shoots and ladders. It keeps me not thinking about how awful it is. <sighs> Boy, so much. Um, car, and, cars and comedy. <laughs> cars and guns. I mean, like, what do you do? I like your shirt. Thanks. I wore that shirt all weekend. I got a lot of compliments on it. Somehow that shirt has come into its time. I thought that also. Someone, I don't want to say his name just because, but someone who we know who's very prominent in design. Uh, hi, uh, mm, <laughs> not a buddy who makes t-shirts, you know what I mean? Like someone who really is at a, at a very big brand in, in design um, said at Luftkakult that that was their favorite of the Luftkakult designs that were there. Cause you know, everyone has their own little homemade little, and that was their favorite. We didn't come up with this, by the way, I would love to take credit for it. So a, a fan, a wonderful person in Australia did it for, <laughs> made these shirts for us like the second or third year on the air, but based on the life magazine uh, thing that's behind our skyline there. Anyway, I think it's really cool. Thanks. You look cute. Thank you. I just saw you had that. I was like, it's hard for me to wear. And then six swag is here. Hundred and six swag just joined. Love him. We gotta we gotta um come see him in uh, Palm Springs. I'm trying to put a date together when, when he and his wife are both so we can do what we did last time. It was really awesome. fun to hang out with them and it make that was. trip. Whoa, and now I'm pointing at myself, which I just was there. Is that a trip? All right. <sighs> Burning time here. So uh good vibes, good vibes on Friday. Holy crap, big, big, big. It was huge. It was huge. Lufka Cult weekend. It was really neat because I think um there was I think it was a lot of it was kind of a homecoming because the Lufka Cult weekend was always sort of a you know, when we talk about the days when there was like a dozen Porsches there, when everything was regular, there was a dozen Porsches. There was still 50 on a Luftgekult weekend uh, because everybody drove to town to come do the thing. So today was no exception, except now everybody knows about it. And um, holy crap, it was Porsche Mountain. Porsche Mountain. It was super, super cool. Everybody was great. It was just really overwhelming because I, I, I wanted to see and talk to everybody and i know that i didn't <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry if i missed missed anybody or whatever but uh, uh it wasn't intentional man it was just there was a lot and um it was great to see everybody i mean people from very far it was there was a lot of faces that were familiar that i haven't seen for so long but people had driven you know from obviously vegas arizona those things but also new york east coast florida um Anyway, it was great to see everybody. So, and it was really cool too because, you know, most car shows, in, in, including Goodbye, anywhere you go in the world, you you, you see a, a a car that's done up real well, and you think, oh, look at that tribute car to that famous race car over there. And we all thought when we saw the nine nine three, we go, oh man, that is one hell of a build. And somebody kind of nudged me like, 
hey, idiot, like, that's the real one. <laughs> like, nope, that's it. I was like, oh, oh, 993 Super Cup. That was my highlight. That was super cool to see the Super Cup. Um, and great to see everybody else. Let's see what else. Uh, we did not make it to Gunther Works on Friday night, but it looked spectacular. What a spread. And uh, obviously the cars, and we've been down to Gunther before, and they really know how to do it up. Um, but love to everybody who did uh, go, and love to all our friends at Gunther Works. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> looked amazing, even though we didn't go. You know how you know how all our friends are like really good content creators. There's a lot of these things in life that I don't go to these days that I feel like I've been to because of the people who create content f- for these events. They do such a good job of capturing, you know, what the thing was, how what it felt like to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Am I talking too much? It sure feels like it. <laughs> we know good personalities in the car world. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Out of it. Totally out of it. Exhausted. I, I, I spent all day on my phone, you know, posting, and I was like, Argh! I'm too old for it. I need I need better glasses or new eyes or a bigger phone. I've got the biggest phone they make. They don't make a bigger phone. I'm going to start doing this shit on my iPad. Ridiculous. Meanwhile, my uh, long distance, what's it called? Long vision? Long, long division? My long division's fine. I can see street signs, no problem. Holy crap. Uh, well, let's get the East Coast feed out of the way, shall we? And then I'll come try to compose myself and do the rest of this thing here. Um, this is uh, still from the other day. Don't remember what's going on because I don't think we ever found out. Were they? They were making cookies. I don't remember. Here, roll it out. Uncle Jay and Nicole, look. We're at Bourget Orchard's Pineapples. Oh, yeah! Well, we don't have any yet, but we're just looking to see if a tree has apples <laughs> so we can pick off of it. I'm sure there is a tree that has apples. I can see lots of trees that have apples, Mr. Ryan. And I remember you worked here back in the day. Hi, Mary Ratchet G. There was an apple farm. But, but I want to pick apples like right now because... That's over here. Because I don't, I don't want to just wait and walk around because we're walking around a lot. Well, we got to get to the apple picker. We just got here five seconds ago. All right, here, here's your bag. Come on. All right, love you guys. East Coast beat. Bye. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, they're so good. Oh, that little girl might be the best broad feeder of all of them so far. She might be, but she keeps Ooh. them really funny. That's what I'm saying. I think she's the best uh, broadcaster feeder of, of all of the East Coasters so far. Ugh. I can't talk today. I did a terrible <laughs> job composing myself. I was laughing at that video. It was funnier than I thought. Also, too many thoughts. That is Blue Jay Orchards where I, we, we talked about it on the show the other day because of Halloween where I used to do the haunted houses. That's the apple orchard where we used to do haunted hay rides through the orchard. <laughs> For the whole town. I mean, not, not me and my friends. I mean, the, town, <laughs> the, the Bethel JCs <laughs> of Bethel, Connecticut put it on. Junior Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> and then we used to scare all the local people. <laughs> it was a famous thing. It was a famous thing that was in that area for like 30 years or something like that. And then, uh, and then you know, this 250-year-old barn. Even while I was there, the insurance or whatever, the, 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 <laughs> there was a horrible haunted house fire somewhere in the world. And they changed all the regulations so you had to have sprinklers. Otherwise, you used to be able to do whatever the heck. But now, now if you go into a, a haunted house maze, you'll notice none of them ever have a ceiling. It's because they have to have sprinkler access because of this thing. Anyway, we had to add that to this 250-year-old barn. 
So luckily, because it was a JC organization, like we got it um, donated by all the, all of the labor was donated by all the people throughout the town. But it was crazy rigging up this old bar. And then there's no plumbing to support it in this whole thing. So what we would have to do every year, the rigging would stay. And then every year we'd have to get a tanker truck, park it next to the bar. I swear to God, every single year, park it next to the barn and have the fire, de- fire department come out, fill it with water, and, uh, and you know tighten it up and rig it to our thing and make sure that the big red box with all the stuff you know, was up That's to code and whatever. And we would do that sense. every year for this 200-year-old barn for the uh, – all that for the East Coast. Sounds okay. crazy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> like, we don't give a shit. We don't give a shit. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so then Saturday, Saturday was lag. Well, it was a lot of stuff, but we went to lag. Um, lazy auto kennel gathering, if no one knows what lag stands for. And uh, that was a blast and a half. That was one of my favorite things we did this weekend. Totally surprisingly so. I didn't expect it to be anything, and it was really lovely. Same. <laughs> Sounds terrible. I did not mean that, Paul. I didn't expect <laughs> it to be anything. I expected it to just be any other thing, but it was somehow it was very social. They I think haven't had was... one in a while, right? That's so it. So it felt like everyone was excited to be there. Totally agree with you. It felt like everyone was happy to be back. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to uh, Paul. Thank you. The Ed. That Paul's twin sister for the first time ever. Oh, that was yeah. kind of amazing. That was awesome. Excuse me while I get the cat hair out of my <laughs> I love that cat. <laughs> we have a 23-year-old cat, lest anyone think it's a euphemism. <laughs> um, so auto kennel was great. Ended up, I thought we would be able to leave the auto kennel um, you know, at a certain time, like, at a respectable time, spend two hours there or something like that. And then I thought we could uh, cut through and meet up with the professor run because the professor run was also happening. But the professor run is always kind of a surprise thing. He doesn't talk about it till like right before. So we had already committed to other stuff. Otherwise, we would have loved to have done the professor run. Uh, and if you don't know who the professor run is, follow the professor run on Instagram if you're into Porsches and Los Angeles Porsche stuff. And drives and drives. Uh, and if he pops one up and you get an invite to it, go. It's great. Really fun. Good people. So we would have really liked to have done that. But uh, but we ended up staying at lag till like 1 o'clock. And they were, that was the whatever. It just, yeah. there was, it was impossible. Also, we were exhausted. So I remember coming home from that. I don't know how we didn't watch Homeland or something after that. But then Sunday, I told everybody I didn't think I was going to go to Lyft because I knew you were exhausted. I was exhausted. And I woke up at like 5 in the morning. <laughs> Which is totally early. And I had the early access ticket, you know. So I hemmed and hawed around the house. <laughs> did all the, anything I could do cleaning-wise that wouldn't make a lot of noise. Did the dishwasher, laundry, cat stuff. And, uh, yeah, I was already showered. And ready to, I had done everything I could possibly do. And then I was like, oh, what am I doing? Why don't you just get your ass down? I didn't want to go without you is really what it came down to. And it was like, it, you just can't really do it. But anytime I go anywhere, they're all disappointed. <laughs> Everyone's disappointed to just see me. They want to see you. Or, uh, uh, you know, us together, but really you. And so then I show up, and it's it's like that scene in Splash. Hey, Alan, where's that lady of yours? You know, hey, Alan, where's Victoria? Hey, Alan. And I just have to, <laughs> have to say, she's at home. She's at home. Where are you? What do you think she is? She's at home. Anyway. Uh, Lufkigal ended up going, good God. 
thought to myself, well, they've already done it here. You know, how, how much better could it be? Oh, those guys know what they're doing. Those guys know what they're doing. Um, I don't know how involved Howie is with it anymore because I don't hear his name as much. I know he helped create it in the beginning, Howie Idelson. Um, but salute to the whole team, whoever it is. For sure, Patrick Long, my goodness gracious, great job. For sure, Jeff Swart, who I did see there, thank goodness. Um, an incredible job. He, uh, We were talking about the staging and how he sets things up, and he's looking through other people's Instagrams to see if anyone captures the shot that he set up. You know what I mean? These things are all very... I get it. Yeah, there's that much thought. <sighs> it's just so nice to see him at all times, too. Um, Flying L Racing, Lisa Taylor and uh, Tom. Great to see them. I'm just running through the rack of my... All the people we saw. Uh, Karen and uh, uh, Karen from Motor Trend and, uh, and Johnny Lieberman, the first people I saw when I came through the gate. That was cool. It was great to see everybody. I'm really glad I went. I, I don't know why I didn't want to go. I was thought I was going to be overwhelmed with the whole thing and it was totally fine it's a lesson for me good to know the it's it was the, very well organized this year the posts were really good people were happy to be there logistically though like you know people are complaining about the early entry and the late and think i don't care what your complaints are if you went it was better because of it having it broken up into two different it's like turning the room in comedy or in a in a show uh business world you, you turn the room, that and then all of a sudden to, you don't have the big rush of people at the one time. It makes sense. That has to be done. It makes everything better, and the photos are so much better, I think, for it. It's all well, the event fresher. And, the, the photos, for sure, are better. But just as a human being at the event, I think it's better because it's – I mean, it was packed. There was a lot of people there. But it just was never overwhelming, and the getting through the gate wasn't overwhelming like it has been in the past. Good. So great job to everybody, and thank you so much for doing it. Really, really great. Really, really great. Um, was that it? Oh, no. Gosh, then Monday. Monday was the big – that was the big one because for most people, Lufka Colt Week stopped on Sunday. Not us. Yeah. Oh, and then the other thing was David Keene's – man, I, I, I don't – I don't want to say that. I owe you apology, but I really, really wanted to – once I made it to Lufka Colt, I wanted to come to your uh, house – but I left Lufka called it 11.30 in the morning, and I was driving away, and I looked up at the hill, and I looked at the, the 110, and I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to turn up the hill. And I, because, you know, I'll just be the first one there, hang out for a little bit, and then other people. And I realized, oh, the thing starts at like 2 o'clock. 11.30 in the morning might be a tad early. <laughs> so might early. be a little early to arrive. Just a little bit. But I really did think about it. I genuinely did, because honestly, what I thought about was that Palos Verdes drive home <laughs> through to to uh, to uh, into whatever Hermosa or whatever that is there, the first beach, Redondo, whatever it is, and then and then I would get on the the, the highway there. You know where I'm talking about, past Hidden City or whatever that is, where the yeah the housing development fell off into the ocean. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Yeah, I know. It's a, sounds like a good ride. So Monday was uh, Magnus Walker's uh, tenure. Well, we were just getting the cars to the museum, but it's it is the ten year anniversary of Urban Outlaw, the, the the movie that got a lot of contemporary people into Porsche. And it's been ten years, and uh, the Peterson is displaying ten of Magnus's cars, which is very very cool. Um, logistically, nightmare. <laughs> got to get ten of Magnus's cars from the garage where they live to somewhere else. Now he can do it back and forth with Hannah and spend a whole Saturday or whatever. I mean, but. <laughs> 
not only would that be tedious and monotonous, it's not really as much fun as getting some of your friends and your favorite drivers together to do this thing together and make a little video. And I don't know why I'm telling you. She already knows I should be telling you. Uh, and, uh, and, and so that's what we did. That's what he came up with. And, uh, and it was really great. It was great to see all our friends there. We saw Sean Lee and Tony Rackley. And uh, it's like magic mirror from... <laughs> and I see Tommy and Billy and Jennifer. <laughs> I told you I've lost it. There's very little on the blue card. That was the problem. I couldn't remember what to put on the blue card, so it's all coming out now. But um, uh, it was great. It was amazing. All of the cars made it. We got some great shots going across the bridges. You'll all see the videos um, when they come out, which I would imagine is soon, because the cars are now sitting in the Peterson. That exhibit is being set up and curated today. And Magnus sent pictures before of them, them, Magnus and Hannah and Willow, in the museum next to, like, themselves in the museum it was very funny that's neat he's having a surreal experience right now remember how we were when like the desk and chairs were up on stage at the marconi on the lights and everything his automotive collection and all the cars that he made and customized himself are now in the museum it's pretty cool yeah and the bridge is gorgeous what is the bridge (sighs) do you think so i like the that there's color i'll probably get over it soon but i like no i like that there's color i i like that part I don't know if I liked it. Uh, what I don't like is uh, the, I don't know how you would describe this, but uh, there are lights on the side of the entire bridge shining into traffic, basically at you, the person. Have you ever been through a toll booth? On the East Coast, this was big on the toll booth, That's so they could see the person's face for the cameras if you didn't pay the toll, throw your money in the little basket. It's what the entire bridge feels like. Now, I don't know if that was like this when they built it or if they've put it up since all of that street racing and everything. Yeah, that's but icky. if there are any cameras on that bridge, they have your fingerprints. <laughs> because I took a picture of Paul Kennel behind me through the mirror, rear view mirror of Magnus's 993 art car, and I could see his face and his and everything. That was nuts. You showed me that photo. It was so crystal. I don't know how I feel about the bridge. What does everyone else think about the bridge? What do you guys think about the bridge? Difficult logistics. That's a dream for me. It looked like you all had a great day. Thanks, babes and classics. It was. It was pretty cool. It was, um, it was great. They all made it. Not without any kind of like anything, but they all made it. Although, we could have both been <laughs> killed and wrecked the art car by, a, by, by an L.A. City bus. That was a situation. Um, I decided to get out of its way and... Just make a U-turn on said bridge that we just mentioned. <laughs> that bus was not happy with us. Um, yes, still packed, but a breeze. Yes, awesome. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, anyway, it was great. Congratulations to Magnus, to Hannah, to Willow Walker, to everybody involved. Um, I can't even... I don't know. I, I'm so grateful to have been included in it, but I can't imagine what it must feel like for him to be doing all this. You know, he came to this country. He used to sell T-shirts on the boardwalk or jeans on the boardwalk. I feel kind of the same way. I forget about the part, but he did a lot yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So he was also directing, producing this video, as well as conducting all the cars and support team to make sure everybody stayed running, which we did. So when everyone watches that, know that there's a lot that goes into shit like that. Yeah. It's not just, all right, everybody follow me. All right, right. let's do some business, do a break, and get our guest in here. Uh, Christian J's... Excuse me, let's (laughs) take it from the top. (laughs) 
Wow. That was <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christian James Hands shows apparently this weekend went spectacularly well. So thank you to everybody from this show who bought tickets. Uh, his next show is on the 22nd. I know that. Except we're produ- – I don't want to talk about it tonight because we are talking about a different show on the 22nd. Um, however, we love our friend Christian James Hand, so uh, please show him some love. And, and the big news, he got his Instagram back. Uh, remember, he was ha- his Instagram yeah. had 50-something thousand followers or maybe even more than that, and it got hacked. So and then he became the real Christian James Hand for a week. Got a, racked up a couple thousand followers real quick, but he was able to get the original account back. So he's back on Christian James Hand. That's awesome. At least for now. Um, and we've been through that, and it sucks. So welcome back. Congratulations. Uh, also, still got that one owner, Original Z, out there in, in Connecticut. It's uh, silver on red, sold uh, sold originally, brand new to Bob Sharp Motors in Wilton, Connecticut. Call Mike at F40 Motorsports. That's uh, Wayne Carini's place from Chasing Classic Cars. doesn't say that in the yellow pages if you're looking it up. It's F40 Motorsports. Uh, Letterman Podcast. Mike, Mike, I've been doing all the talking. Mike, who have you had? Who are you having? What's going on with the Letterman Podcast? Greetings, everyone. Um, Dave Rogalski, uh, the former writer of uh, Late Night with David Letterman, uh, came on. We did a two-parter this week. Ooh. So part one dropped on Friday. Part two is dropping this Friday. And we have that one in the can because I am about uh, 45 minutes from going to an airport that will fly me to a city that will have a plane that will fly me to another city that will have a plane that will fly me to New York City. And uh, pretty darn excited about that. <laughs> Hang on, let me see if I get this right. In 45 minutes, you're leaving for New York City? <laughs> is that right? Is that possible? I'm Canadian wearing my Mike? traveling clothes right now, everybody. This is my uh, traveling clothes. Good for you. So it's really it's happening. exciting. It's uh, it's very exciting. Um, there's a whole bunch of Letterman folk that are uh, waiting eagerly to greet Candy and I. We're excited about that. Um, oh, incidentally, I'm supposed to say this. Irene Hoffman wants to sponsor one of your chairs. And uh, just to let you know, she said that she's been trying to send you messages, but she's been kind of out of it a little bit. But she wanted me to let you know she wants to sponsor one of your chairs. Anyway, Rupert says hi. All these people say hi to you guys and uh, lots of love. Uh, Rupert G from the Hello Deli. <laughs> from the Hello Deli, yeah. So anyway. I, I, I love you. I wasn't going to do this tonight, but you know what? I guess we just will. I love you. Uh, we got a little bit of viewer mail from the Hello Deli here. There you this go. Box right just on. arrived. And I haven't actually, I, I cut the seal, but I haven't actually uh, removed the contents yet. This, of course, I recognize because it's nice and brand new and I needed a new one. Yeah. Official, official. Wait, show with David. That's right course this show went on the air in 1993 and has been off since 2005 but that doesn't stop us from loving it there you go these are brand new this is so cool oh, another one. this looks like it's probably your size Got another one of these here oh look at that a long sleeve Ooh. long sleeve and that's a small that'll shrink up for you oh Great. my goodness gracious look at this i have not had a late show hat and i don't know how many years Look at that, Worldwide Pants Incorporated. Oh, Rupert, you are the best. Is this stuff that he's still making? Oh, look at that, got a mug here, too. Or, it, Mike, can you answer this? Is this stuff he's still, uh, what's the deal with this? Is he still yeah, so I don't want to, I don't want to tell tales out of school, but when Dave retired, um, he gave a tremendous gift to Rupert, and that is the, that he has the rights to continually make 
licensed merchandise for the show. And so when he does run out, he does uh, make new merchandise. We're going to go on one last big old run because obviously he can't run this thing forever. So over the next few years here, uh, it's going to be the last opportunity for people to buy official late show merchandise from from Rupert while he has the daily open still. So that's amazing. Um, I knew he uh, uh, was given the, you know, yeah, whatever. I knew when he was given the rights to sell it, it was K&L Rock America back in the day. And then CBS yeah. got pissed at that. And then they opened the CBS store on the corner. And then that did pitifully, I, I bought shit in there. Uh, that's where I bought my Ed Sullivan theater jacket. And, and then uh, it didn't do well, and that went out of business. And, uh, and then that's when I believe Rupert got it. And um, 90s? Probably in the 90s, something like that? I think he's been selling I think so. Since. I think it's like 99, yeah, the late 2000s, early 2000s. Um, when we had George Schweitzer on the podcast, the CBS marketing exec, we actually talked to him a little bit about that. And, he, uh, <clears throat> and we talked about, was it frustrating that Worldwide Pants was its own entity and you guys couldn't market the late show the way that you kind of wanted to when it came to merchandise and he flat out said yeah that was frustrating he said but yeah. it didn't matter because we had dave and that just came with the territory that it was a unique thing and one of those unique things was that that dave gave those those rights to rupert and even after he retired in 15 uh rupert continued to hold on to him so we're talking about maybe throwing so out wonderful. a couple yeah oh yeah absolutely um we're talking about maybe seeing if we can make some limited edition uh worldwide pants shirts uh maybe you know for the last part of the run here i hope so he because stops. i really miss my my pants shirt is getting like really worn and uh i've been looking at ways to reproduce it yeah well and we talk about these jackets all the time and all this sort of stuff the jackets have really cool patches on them that would make a really neat t-shirt design and so uh there may or may not be some of that discussion when uh when i'm in new york this week i love it i'm so happy for you buddy are you going to meet up with our – well, you know what? Never mind. I'm sorry. Tomorrow <laughs> or Thursday. To so Thursday at 12. Uh, also, Thursday but I think at 12. Bef- Thursday at 12. Thursday at 12. Fantastic. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's the answer. Thursday at 12. He's going to meet with whoever I was asking about Thursday at 12. That's right. Um, uh, uh, I realized uh, yesterday that I think I bailed on you on Sunday, and I f- think I forgot totally because I wanted to talk to you again before, <laughs> and then we never got to. So then I assumed the whole pl- – okay, so we're all good. Not with a Luft weekend, buddy. No, okay, no, good. no, no. Beautiful. We're we're gonna do it. We just have to. It has to be good timing, and Beautiful. your timing has been crazy <laughs> lately. Oh, hey, Thank can you. I throw a comment out Thank there? You for There's a, a really yes, special please. comment from somebody here. Um, here, hold on. Let me get back to it. It's a really nice thing. Uh, a guy by the name of oh, a guy or gal, somebody named Kellen Patler said this. Not a question. Just wanted to say. Thanks to Jay and Nicole for their warm welcome at GVBC. Such wonderful, friendly group of people. Oh, that's Kellen uh, Patler is the username. Um, I remember meeting that guy. It is a guy, and uh, and he was very nice. He was just that nice in person too. I mean, yeah. he said something similar to that in person. Of thanks for doing this. Thanks for being whatever. I'm, I mean, I'm going to say you're welcome because it's rude not to be gracious. I've learned that at, at this point in my life. But um, the truth is, it's it's people like you kellen who make it what it is that's the truth um so you know while we're up here kind of we might have the fucking drum major thing it's it's all the 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 other people who uh who who live it so thank you and that goes to everybody who came out because there was massively good vibes across the board yeah i mean there are so few dicks these days it's crazy i think it's enough it's enough of a known 
quantity now that like you, if you're gonna come up and be a di- like that's that's sort of a kamikaze behavior. Like we that's a weird. We cross the threshold of no one allows it. It's not just us. Like no one wants it. And right. Around. Yeah. They all realize what makes it special, and they're like, yeah. "Hey, knock that off. Protect it. <laughs> hey, brother, you need a hug because yep. whatever you're doing doesn't fly." <laughs> yep. Which is great. All right, so there's that. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, shout out to Rupert G and the Hello Deli, your only source for officially licensed Late Show with David Letterman merchandise. Go say hello to Rupert at hello-deli.com. Especially say hello for Nicole because oftentimes I cannot. <laughs> yes. uh, We're going to send you guys a very special East Coast feed uh, from there for Thursday's show. For you, from you. We're going to, yeah. Because oh, we'll be wait. on the East Coast. It'll be the first time I'm on the East Coast. So I figure we can send you an East Coast feed with. Uh, Are you going to go to Rupert? And... What's that? You're going to go to see Rupert? Oh, yeah. And we're going to do a bunch of filming, including an East Coast feed. Outstanding. I love it. Oh, you are the, you guys are the best. Uh, it's hilarious. Hey, Dave. <laughs> uh, let's tell you about our friends at Series 1 Films. Here, Series 1 Films is more than just films. They can set you up with effective marketing solutions like press releases on major news sites, scale your rank on Google, and produce cinematic content for your automotive brand or business. You can check them out by visiting Series1Films.com. 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 And as Mike is denoting up in Canada, the one is a number one. <laughs> Also, it was great fun to see this fella and spend the weekend with him. Uh, three of the four days, anyway. Jeff St. Clair from St. Clair Insurance. They say, all which separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. In the old days, it was the difference between men and boys is the price of their toys. Does anyone else remember that? I do. Yeah, okay. So that was the thing about, you know, like oh, when you're a little kid, you get the car or whatever. When you're, it was saying that boys never grow up, basically. Just, their, just the price of their toys changes. That was sad. So yeah. being that we sort of agree with that sentiment, you need to insure those toys. And this is the guy to do it. <laughs> Licensed in most states, St. Clair Insurance. Shops top providers so you get the best coverage for your toys. What types of toys, Mrs. Ryan? Collector cars. That's right. <laughs> truly anything. We like collector cars uh, because that's what our friends have. But uh, truly anything. Anything of value. Your home, your business, your, uh, your life. Sells life insurance, I'm sure of it. Would that be funny if you didn't? <laughs> Ned Ryerson? <laughs> <laughs> you can check out St. Clair Insurance by visiting. Oh, by the way, he loved the sex toys thing. Not so much. <laughs> yeah, the other day, talking about sex coverage for your sex toys.com. Yeah, we had quite a few conversations about that. Um, all good, by the way. It was just very funny. Just very funny. He bought into it. But we're gonna now. We need a twenty-four carat. Now we need to find out what the truth is, how much it would weigh, what it would be worth. So Ariel will have to get on that and do that research. Good, geez, and then maybe she can get sponsored by by coverageforyourtoys.com because if all of a sudden she's see, he's got it there. He see synergy. <laughs> all right, did we do it? Is that everything? Jesus Christ. I want to get Guido in here, for God's sake. Nice guy. He was worried about being late. Now we got him out there and waiting for the whole time. Um, <laughs> sorry, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick break. Quick break. break. Say again? I'm going to disappear at this point. Peace and love, everybody. Love to our Canadian producer, Mike, up there, who is visiting New York now. You're off to New York. And when do you arrive there? Sometime tomorrow? <laughs> uh, where you should be boots on the ground by 11 a.m. 
boots on the ground. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let me how it goes. <laughs> Sounds you like Patton. It. Way to go, troops. <laughs> um, nobody from this generation knows who Patton was. Holy fuck. This guy's too old. Peace and love, kids. Love you, buddy. Fly safe. Love, love to all too. our friends in okay, uh, New York. You. Who you ta- Steve O'Donnell, yeah. Rupert, anybody else you see, tell them we love them. Friday night at Steve's. Okay, you got it. Oh, Peace yeah. East Coast feet and a half, please. Bye, guys. Bye, buddy. Bye. All right, quick break here. Listen to this quick message from Oh So Delicious Hot Sauce. Which Mrs. Ryan is the hot sauce made by bears. <laughs> oh, so delicious! It's a hot sauce made by bears, garlic and serrano, mixed with love and care. You can put it on your eggs, pour it on your rice. It's great on a leg. It's better on a slice. It's oh, so delicious! It's a hot sauce made by bears. Oh, so delicious hot sauce. Oh Great God, on I everything except oatmeal. Get your bottle today. <laughs> I wrote it everywhere else. Delicious.org. One dollar from every bottle sold right goes to the National too. Military so Family Association. How did you set this all up? Uh, well. Uh-oh, where'd you go? It's live. You do whatever you want. You want, Is it live now? You want to leave? I'm respelling his name because for some reason it spelled Coco we Romero. Yeah, we're here. Oh, I didn't here. know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, welcome back. Right, yeah, this music right, means... Then. There we go. Gonna... Oh, that's what it was. I yeah. thought because I got up. <laughs> you put the music... It was like... That's why I came back. I thought it was like, where are you going, music? Get back here, music. You know, like, you know, the Oscars? That's hilarious. That's why I got up. I was like, I'm not... Where the heck he's going? Yeah, still like playing off the music at the Oscars. I thought it was like, where... No, the guest is supposed to stay here. I don't know. It's oh, my first buddy. time in something this nice in, oh, in a place. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy Jay, you're Nicole, here. Nice to see you guys again. Thank I had you. such a good time with you guys. Thank you for being so patient. And uh, and I want to. <laughs> what did you think of that experience? What did you think of doing the live show with us? It was we, amazing. That was the first time we met you. Right. Uh, it was. I mean, first of all, I mean the museum, as you know, it's spectacular. And then the way you guys set it up. Um, with the tables, the lights. I mean, the banner behind. It was just great. And the desk. And you know. Um, and it was really nice to have do a set and then do the interview, like you know, talking about David Letterman. Obviously, as a comedian slash actor, our goal, or not goal, but it's like you know, we would love to go on one of those late night shows to talk about what we're doing or do a set and then sit down and talk. So it's kind of like uh, I kind of got that little feeling, just a tiny, taste. Just a tiny yeah. taste of it, you know. And it was so fun because I just love talking. Um, so <laughs> it's just easy when you know here's what I'm taking with well you are a good talker you've got a great presence and energy but here's what I was taking with I didn't know who you were when they when the Marconi said hey we got this guy and we looked you up you're very funny oh, now, that's, thank you that's the tough part it's, it, it, that's the really tough part so yeah. why are you so funny how did you get to be funny tell well, me why I, you're even into comedy to, to start it off well, uh, God, well, thank you for uh, saying I'm funny. Uh, that's nice. Uh, well, I, here's what I'm saying. You're, you're, th- I'm really happy you're here now because there will be a time when I don't. It'll be harder to get you. Is is what I'm thinking. I don't oh think you're going to be where Your you are now. Your lips to God's ears. Uh, I would wish uh, that would happen. But I, I'm, I have a lot of like. My dad was really funny. My uncles are funny. Uh, my brother's funny. My mom, like I just. There's a lot of funny people in my family as well, and. Um, I mean, stand-up just started because of, you know, you, you usually start, I mean, you know, growing up, I had a huge stutter, so I was teased a lot, so, but I would always entertain when I was a kid, I would always entertain, so I would do, with my high school buddies, even when I was a kid, I would always sing at parties, 
or to overcome uh, the stutter. You yeah, because when I sang, I would never stutter, or uh, I would do dancing a lot. I would dress up as Elvis, let's say, and do like an Elvis parody. Or I did a lot of uh, my first bits were usually um, parodies of songs because Weird Al Yankovic was kind of like someone I looked up to because I when I when I sang, I never stuttered. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna just do songs then until I and then. Um, you know, it's just always having to be... He was be the master of that the f- at that time. Oh, my God. He Weird still out. is. If he, Sometimes he does a lot of new songs that drop every now and then, and you're like, that's weird. But it's not as a big thing anymore, mm. but it's still he still has it. And I guess, you know, because instead of having the people tease me, I wanted them to laugh instead. So that's where you just, you know, you kind of joke around a bit more. You're kind of the clown a bit sometimes. You do weird things to get attention, to make people laugh, to that's- then offset the... The teasing or the... That's uh, it. Didn't you find that you could create a bubble of safety? That's what it was for me when people teased me. And it was like, as long as I could make the bully laugh, not only would I not get punched, I might even get a friend out of the bully. That's what a lot of, you know, a lot of times, like, I mean, most comedians, that's why they start, not why they start because they're being bullied, but it's always something. It's where comedians say that's where they knew they were funny. They could make the bully laugh. Right. And they were fine. Or some of them would say also, like, my dad was such a hard man, but he smiled. So I was yep. like, if I could make my... It's a lot of stuff that's that what I'm do. Thinking, right. Yeah. It's got a lot of... you know. <laughs> but either way, you're trying to get something from somebody. You're, we're, fill, we're all filling a hole, right? Deep down in every comedian, whether you're improv and act, I think in comedy, it has to do with some insecurity at some point in your life that laughter kind of masked for a bit. And you're like, oh, well, I could do this. You know, but you don't know what it is at some point. You just know you're kind of funny. And then you have to find your lane of what to do. Uh, what do you want to, you know, you want to write, you want to stand up, you want to improv. But it usually started. I know back my to brain's the, funny, but where do I apply it? Right. Okay. Um, because every every aspect of comedy has a, like, you know, improv is more, you know, you, you have to listen a lot. And it's yes, less, and there's a lot of practice. And you just, stand up is a lot of writing, and you have to understand your audience, know who you are. Uh, voice, the structure right? of a joke, the voice. Yeah, I mean that takes a long time just to find your voice. Um, it's a balance. You mentioned just a handful of things there: the structure of a joke, finding the voice, yeah, um, the confidence level, right. And also, you know, you don't want to be. Mo- I mean, for me, I don't want to be monotone. So, what what parts of my routine do I slow down? Do I go f- because I'm also very hyper. So when I started doing comedy, I was just talking a mile a minute to also kind of offset the stuttering, just in case it came back. If I go fast, maybe I won't pause and then stutter and they'll catch me so really? i would really go really fast when i was because then so that they would have to keep up with you it was also just the way i talk fast and if i just just said everything you know then hopefully i just get over with don't start it's kind of like getting to point a and point b quickly without any anything happening so then but then i realized when i was doing sets especially when you, when you start you do five minute sets seven minute sets and when you start doing 12 minute sets 15 minute sets and i'm speeding up and talking really loud some people at some point are like, okay, this is just, it's just nonstop. So you need that. <laughs> like, I can't even, how it's is it? It's an he assault. Go- <laughs> right. You see people kind of like this, and they're like, oh, it's a bit too much. Like, you know, like after a certain time, just like if somebody talks monotone for an hour, you're like, dude, we got, what? Like, you know, so it's to find that, you know, so you see it with Chappelle and Bill Burr. They, they have these ups and downs, yeah. slow, fast, it's loud, slow. Because if you're there for a whole hour, you want to enjoy the show, and it's ups and downs. It's not always one thing. You can't thing, be so. on a roller coaster for right. an hour. Roller oh, coaster's fun for three minutes. Right. At some point, you want five minutes of just, oh, this is good, right? Like, relax, you know, <laughs> going up and just, where are we going? What is this? Well, you know, you named this a couple of good ones, and I put you in that category of, like, you think about what you guys are saying. Like, it's not, 
a constant flood ride. Yeah, and also for especially when you start doing longer sets, you also want to then start planning, you know, what goes good after this, after this joke, that joke. Like you know, you kind of want to make it. You know, so people could follow you, and it's not. You know, you talk about ghosts and then traffic, and then my mom. You're like, whoa, what? Like, how? <laughs> how did he do that in three minutes? You're like, all over the place. You still want to kind of like, wasn't? Yeah, right, right, right. The ghosts. Anyways, my mom's over here. Like, what? I don't. You know. So you want to, but I think the more years you're into it, then you start thinking about other aspects of comedy. Like, you know. Ah. Uh, it, it's kind of like once like you do anything, you're ten thousand hours. The yes. deeper you go. Oh yes. And then you start noticing the details. And then when you see others doing it, you know, and then you become also less judgmental because you're more about the craft. And you're like, oh, he's probably at this stage of his career, so he doesn't understand ABC. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm, so I'm not perfect at anything, but it's kind of like there are things when you look at it, like, oh, because when we start, we always want to be our idols. So, but they've been doing it, like the idols we have when we start stand up are usually 10 to 20 years into it. So they've, done all this they make it look so easy most so that's, people are 10 years into it before you've heard of them of course oh my and god and that's the thing that even kevin hart understands. when he blew up like wait he's 19 years into it and then he blew up i did but, a pilot with him in 2004 or 5 oh oh yeah he had done a couple things but he was not famous no no i mean in those days also just for laughs when they'd see you they'd option a lot of the good great comics for tv shows and then if it didn't work but they'd have them on mm, abc like or fox yeah and um so you know someone like a kevin hart or even like a Sebastian Maniscalco, they've been through all the bad stuff as well. They've done it. So when you see them, yeah, it looks easy. But when I start, like any comic, I was like, oh, I'm naturally funny. I could make it. Like, you know, you just think because people tell you're funny, I could imitate. I, I can make my friends laugh. Right. Mm -hmm. I could imitate Delirious from, you know. Oh, right. I can recite the whole album. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm hilarious. That, if I could do that, I could do, you know. And, uh, and then, you know, but once you start doing it and once you start really loving it, and once you start loving the process of it and not doing it for money, but you actually like the sitting down, um, creating a joke, and then trying it on open mic, and then taping yourselves and doing craft, it a few times. Yeah, figuring out, yeah, there's laughs always here. Maybe the joke is here and not there. There's a lot of times where I start with a joke. Before, I would just like, this is the joke, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> Sorry, and you don't get it. <laughs> I would usually end a punchline with like attitude lines. Like, a, like a, I, would be, I would scream out my punchline or do something that would kind of be more... Instead of now, it's like, no, the writing's not funny of it. So, like, where does the joke go? And that takes way longer. Um, but I'm not as, I'm not lazy like I used to be because, you know, I just, I'm, I'm really enjoying, like you said, that 10,000 hours. It's like, I'm really enjoying the little details that I notice now. I'm like, huh, yeah, maybe a pause here. No words is better for the joke than words, you know? Mm. Um, silences are uh, huge. In comedy, taking a beat. Yeah, you know, maybe do you test raising it? Like you know, little things like those that, little details. It really changes talking, everything. You were talking about your this. That's a great way to reset the room too. Is to just. I mean, you have to it, at some point. Give it some time. You yeah, have to at some point. let let everyone else take a beat beat too, because they're the ones who need it too. I mean, it's like you know, it's cars and comedy. It's like when you're racing a car, you got to get pit stop. You need to change a tire. You gotta. You can't just sustain that speed all the time, and the crowd also can't. You know. It's a bit too much, especially if you have longer sets. Then it's a bit too much. But yeah. You see, one question, it took me 20 minutes to answer why I started talking. <laughs> see, I told you, I love talking. I can't even. Outstanding. <laughs> but well, I started because of, you know, insecurity and this. And then you just start falling in love with it. And now it's something that I, I really enjoy doing and really finding the details and everything. And it's, it's, it's I've, ne I've never had this much fun uh, performing.
that's for sure at this stage yeah but you're also probably really coming into you now right i mean it's 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 isn't it, it I think you're liking the craft because it's becoming less work. You have to do the work, but it's not as much work. Yes, you're not figuring yes. yourself out anymore. Yes. The first couple of years, Good even point. doing a podcast, yeah. you're figuring yourself oh out. It's an emotional – you're just pulling layers off, layers off. I thought I'd, I thought I'd beat that. I thought I'd taken care of that. And it's a weird th- – I'm sorry. This isn't about me in particular. It's literally no, no, about but any, it's, anyone who does this. But it's anything you do something creative at the first time, the first few times because you – my God, I mean, just this setup. I can only imagine how long <laughs> this ridiculous. took you to get everything the way you both wanted it. I mean, this must have taken, I don't know. I mean, how long did it take you to get the podcast? Is it even there? Like, um, I mean, no, obviously, it'll never be. Well, in this In your mind, it'll never be there. Be, because you, you, I worked in real television. She was a real publicist for like really, you know, you know for big time right, yes, acts. Yes, of course, yeah. So... Um, the idea of doing a podcast at home was something that would made sense to us because of her yes. life, our life changes and everything. This all happened because of me and my craziness. And like, I'm not stimulated by just having the dining room table and the yeah. microphones from Amazon. I was like, but, but I'm <laughs> used to using equipment that's better than that. And I'm used to having sponsorships and I'm used to having all these lights and I'm used to having a blah, 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 blah. So in order for us to keep doing it, it sort of has, this was never the intention. The answer is from the day we started till now is how long it's taken to become this. And that is the best thing you just said. This wasn't the intention. Because the intention is the most important thing. Like I realized when I would write jokes, when I started, my intention was always to write a killer joke. Mm. Kill. But it's very like, ego-based. <laughs> I'm going to kill. I'm going to write, no, this joke is going to kill. Like, you know, and that was my, I'm going to get it. Like, just, you just want to, the intention was always to write jokes to be better than everybody. Like, you know, but it wasn't, but the right, the intention wasn't right. Mm. That's why, like, it never succeeded. But then when I changed the intention, like, no, man, I just want to be more vulnerable and honest about mm-hmm. my insecurities and make fun of them because then maybe somebody could see it in them. Once I did that and started really picking myself apart and be like, oh, I do this, it's funny, like, it, or really enjoying the specifics of it. And the intention was to just tell a good story. Yeah. Without it being, Without thinking like this is gonna be the joke of my set. This is like it's like in my mind I was already writing. I was already writing. I was always writing like killer closers. It's like what? Yeah, they're gonna laugh a lot here. <laughs> yeah. So then you're trying to find the most <laughs> biggest thing to end on, and then nothing kind of makes sense. And then people are like, "What do you like?" You know. So yeah. when you start enjoying, do- when the intention is right, like your intention, and your intention is pure and it's nice, and it's also more, uh, it's not as selfish as as the other intention. And if you just accept. Uh, whatever happens, then you never know what, it, like where it will take you. Mm. You know, so that's why this is amazing that you said your intent that you had no uh, intention for this, but you had a good intention what you wanted. But then this just came along naturally. It just grows into something. And I think if you do everything right for the right reasons, and you just stay in the present moment and don't project too much, I'm going to do this, then that, then you never know what will arise from that. Yeah, that's, I'm, you're describing exactly how I live, uh, open to the universe as I describe that versus solely goal driven. Now, I, life has to be a combination of both. Obviously. Of course, yeah, that's the thing. But, right. but you have to be open if you want that magic to come into yeah. life. You have to be open to having some free room in your schedule for magic to happen. And you have to be open to being uncomfortable and like doing things. Oh, vulnerability that, is massive that because that you do, the and, whole part is faith. Right. Right, and people and audiences, and they're not dumb. You know, they they'll see someone on stage who's sincere and who's not sincere, or is putting on an act. Uh, people are, you know, they're very smart these days because 
it's like they have TV, they have every app possible, they have YouTube. So audiences are are so like they see things a lot now. So they kind of know what they like, what they don't like, who's real, who's not. You know. We're also, I think, we as a as a as a people, like we the world, are becoming more like aware, more. We're just becoming kind of smarter in general, I think. And I we're think just so in too. tune to the stuff you're talking about. And you can tell now and you can feel when someone's authentic or not. Yes. So when you started switching from the killer to <laughs> leaning into picking apart Guido himself, people will watch that. All the, people will watch you pick yourself apart all day because like, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ, this guy's unraveling. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. it you know? was different. When I started, I was always like, you know, those, you know, you know, do you ever see that guy or that girl? I was always like, you know, yeah, because I'm so good. Right. But deep down, I was like, man, you... We're covering. You're like, you know you're... You're just as scared as that guy. Like, you, know? <laughs> you know you're still scared. Like, you know, I act all tough, but deep down, I'm like, no. I, instead, now it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm really scared too. Like, you know, you just, you just, start, you just start dissecting um, my insecurities or where I'm lacking in ability. And you talk about that. People, and you do jokes about that. People like that. You know, I, I find... Plus, I like talking like that. It's more fun. It's wonderful. And also for me, it's great to talk about all the stuff, that the bad stuff that's happened or the crazy stuff that's happened or the weird, like it's, instead of trying to create a routine to make fun of a certain person or people or situation and just didn't you find skip your, it on me. Didn't you find your material was so much easier to remember when it was really about you versus fiction? Yeah, because I feel like I'm talking to people I'm, do, in my memories, living room. They're memories, yes. right? They just flow out So I'm you. not so concerned about the words. I'm just going to say the way I say it. And even if like, but it's real, people are not going to care if it's like, well, you said and it was the, but whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe some people are like, are you okay? Are you drunk? I was like, no, man, I'm just tired. Like, you know, people are always, but most people, um, they see the sincerity if you're talking to them and I taking that time to, 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 to sticking with it long enough to yeah. get to that point where you realize that that's something you have to do. Yeah. Cause we all think we know it when we come out of, of course, game. of course. Um, has that, helped you in your regular life as well? I don't want to, this to turn into like a therapized session. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when you're working through your shit, it can't help but, once you've worked through something over here, it can't help but manifest itself over here. I find it... The filter uh, applies throughout your whole oh, yeah. life. Yeah, I definitely find um, that it's uh, made me a bit more present in other stuff that I do in my life with my kids or with my wife with my friends because I'm not chasing anything anymore. So I'm not, you know, there's, there's nothing not more important that's out there. I have everything, you know, so I have everything. Yeah. I have everything. I don't need anything else. And I'm very lucky. Um, I'm one of, you know, 8 billion people in the world that there's no way I'm not one of the luckiest 1%. There's no mm -hmm. way. There's no way. I don't care how much money they have and I don't. I mean, I have a little, but the, no, you know what I'm saying? No, it's like, not I, about it's not, that for you. It's not, no, and not anymore. Before, you know, when I moved here from Canada, because I, I said oh, this is Canada. Yeah, the Canadian, I completely yeah, forgot you're I'm Canadian. I'm from Montreal, too. Canada. Yeah, oh. And my wife's from Canada. My kids are born in Canada. He's, um, he's gone now, but he was Kelowna. He's up in Kelowna, British I'm, Columbia. I'm doing a show in Kelowna, uh, October 29th. Come Kelowna. on. Yeah. Oh, my god. I'm doing gosh, my one-man play. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I'm my one-man play. That's that. the one I've been touring as well. My one-man play. Um, so. Um, 29th? The 29th, yeah. You're going on the business list. Uh, <laughs> we will plug you next week. <laughs> So that's the thing. So, um, yeah, so I agree. It's, it's really, um, it's changed the way I am because I'm not really 
because before when I moved here, when I switched when you first moved here, like, oh, you you you, you got the more you hustle, the more you're out there, oh, and the more you attack, the more which is, but then it took me away from my kids and from my wife that you know when the world stopped in 2020, I was always home, and I realized how much I'd missed in that time. So and that's what really changed everything. I was like, man, I. I gotta be better at this. Mm -hmm. This is because this is way more fun. In the end, I was like, you know, not having to perform or anything for a year or six months, whatever it was, where you had nothing to do, no auditions on Horizon. It was nice because I know no agent was calling me. Like you got another, so I was like, oh, you could just relax and Think. yeah, yeah. I read a lot. I I caught up on a lot of stuff I had to do. Got into a lot of new, um, just meditative exercise like, to just relax and wellness stuff yeah, yeah. because it's like I'm, i was always like i'm always like oh, like you know aggressive uh go get them and like you know um that probably fit in with the the la uh, hustle thing when you first moved here yeah oh yeah it definitely did gotta have a side hustle definitely did yeah it definitely did uh but i realized that the more i'm just relaxed the more things i do better they will attract so yeah. there's the chase and the attract and it, yeah because also i'm not doing it for money or fame or everything. I just love doing it. I would do it for free at this point. That's how wow. much I love it. So once I got to that point, like, you know what? I would do it for free. Oh, I love that. And I heard somebody say it. I, this is not my, I didn't come up with this, but I, I don't know, someone famous, um, comedian or an actor, somebody said, if you're willing to do it for free, that's when you know that you're, you know, getting somewhere that's different than what you were before. And I, and I, and I sincerely, I mean, obviously, like, I, it's a grow, it's showing growth or something. Not in me. Yes. It's actually showing growth in me because I actually love doing it. And it, the intention is not for money or attention out there. It's just, it just makes me feel good. And I love uh. writing and creating and seeing something I've from pen to paper to out there and seeing the reaction. Then I let it go and try to do it again. So there's really a satisfaction the in the process for you. Obviously. I, I, I love the process more before it was about the destination. Now I'm all about the process. And that's the difference. It but, is. Yeah. But let me ask you this. What about, and, and this is where I get it heady as well. What about, <clears throat> I, I see comedians also in a way, uh, people will think I'm crazy, but it, it's a service industry in a weird way because you're, you're providing people good vibes. You're providing right, people right. laughter. You're providing people carefreeness. You're providing people a place to go sit alcohol in the dark with their friends, whatever. You're providing, <laughs> you're providing levity right. to, to people. I mean, that's the whole job. To me, that's like a weird, universal, good thing. Making people smile is good. You know, that's it's uh, it's a great thing to say. Like, when I'm gonna basically what you're doing is I'm gonna go and make people smile. Go make people happy. Go make people happy and laugh, and hopefully they'll go home and repeat a few things I said and tell their friends. And it's one of the, especially in this day and age. Ever since I went after the pandemic, when I started doing shows again, or it's it's even nicer. I feel better now. Mm. Because I know what's been going on, and just to make people laugh now with the silly things of my life, it's just, it's just, um, it's really great. You mm. know, I just came back from a tour in Canada, and they were really shut down for a long time over there. So they just basically, I think this summer was the first time they could go out. Yes, and they were, I mean, they just like loving it. They, I mean, you. I saw you were selling out of shows, which was fantastic. It was insane. Um, and they really want to be there, and they really wanted to be there and watch and pay attention. It was, it's, it's been really nice. So the audiences are more present as well, not just the talent. I mean, you're saying this from a talent perspective, but the audiences are more present as well. They want sometimes, to... although in Canada, sometimes, you know, because they haven't been gone. 
uh, sorry, because they haven't been out in so many years, they have to, you have to re-educate them how to be an audience because they think they could just start talking to you now because they've been uh, home all the time on that's... YouTube. So after three years, they're like, oh, like, no, 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 your voice is way too loud for this. I'm not the television yeah, now. Like, you yeah, I'm not YouTube. Back. You can't just talk back to me. Yeah. So you have to, you know, sometimes... You oh, he's tell... crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> and they just talk Sir. as if they're at home. They're like, I don't know, did you believe that? I'm like, miss, I can hear everything you're saying. You believe it or not, shut up. Like, you know, I, I just, you know... <laughs> you probably work that to your advantage, though. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm able to improv my way out of it, but it's funny, I do see that, like, the audience is... But, but you um, have a, the personality for crowd work, is my point. I mean, you're so affable and likable, I feel like... And maybe I'm wrong about this. I haven't seen. I'm a horrible person at home. I beat my kids. I'm like, okay, I got you. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. Uh, no, no. I I love uh, if something happens. I'm I'm never worried if something happens. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah you got. I'll it. be fine. Yeah. I mean, I You're also. Like, hey man, I was a stutterer. I got this. Yeah, I got a lot to say. I got a lot of backlog of things that I wanted to say. Like these sentences and words and concepts that I'm like from grade four that I got to let out. I always heard. Uh, I never had a stutter, but I've had other things that I've had to conquer. Whatever. And I, but I have talked to some friends who were stutterers when they were younger, fam, fam, people who are famous now, and they said, um, you know, it's not really, uh, it's the it's more the fear that when you start stuttering, you can't stop, and oh. it's that's when everything, that's when the dominoes start falling. They're not really even worried <clears throat> about the stutter. The stutter's no big deal, but like everyone looking at them while they're stuttering, it becomes a stage fright thing. Oh man, is that what it was for you? Yeah, but I also had a really bad stutter. So it was like anytime I talked, I knew it could just go into full on, like, like still to this day, there's certain letters that if I have an audition, and especially when you go live to the casting, if it's a callback or a producer session or whatever, when you have an, uh, there's still certain letters that if, if the sentence starts with that letter, I'm like, oh man, here we go. Like... <laughs> There's still like a letter A or if a vowel starts with a vowel, I'm off to the races. So I need to have some kind of, there's still, I haven't conquered it completely. There's still certain letters that start my oh sentence. My. I'm like, I'm going to have to figure, so I got to do some kind of, like some kind of weird tick that they don't know. Like a fake tick a on top of? I'm going to have to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I have to start my sentence with a hard K. <laughs> K always helps me. If I start with if I start with a hard K and go into my... Anyways, uh, like, because then people are like, check the mic. Like, is there something wrong with it? Because then, I'll know they're checking. Oh no, I'm just giving out my secrets. But I'm saying, you know, because <laughs> if I start, if a sentence starts with, um, now I hear, now here, I hear it. Yeah. That is a good seat, but you have a trick to cover. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you feel? Are you okay? Are you like Samson? You just cut your hair. Do you feel like you gave your secret away? No, I'm fine. Okay, I have good. a lot more. <laughs> People could use them. Thank God. Right, good for you. <laughs> People could use them. It's fine. It's for all the stutters out there. Hard K. It works. But, you know, um, also as I'm getting older and a bit calmer and more confident, it's also um, – because I, I don't need for everybody to hear what I have to say all the time now. Before, I was like, what you got to hear what I got to say? <laughs> oh, uh, my God. <laughs> That's a young person's thing. That's We all have that. Young person's. I just stopped this two years ago. I'm 45 almost. <laughs> well, we got rid of it late. <laughs> right. We're late boomers, I guess. Or No, I, uh, I said that when I said it to Marco one time. We were having a conversation someplace at breakfast, and, and he was talking about something, whatever. You know how people get heated. And I said, yeah, making sure people know how you feel is a young man's game. And it was like... Right, yeah, you're right. But you have to know how I feel about this. Like, right. 
Let it go. Yeah. Let it it's go. It's true. It is a young man. I don't. Let it go. I don't. I'm really not interested in telling people how I feel. I'm just like, I'm good, but I just don't want to tell them stuff. It's also because I don't want to speak. Like, you know, because then you got to start and you got to tell the problem and all that. And so when, Because you have to craft. You have to craft a whole thing. Right. They're not qualified to talk to you. Right. But when you're young, you want everybody to know. <laughs> Even if it, they don't want it's like, how you doing? Like, man, do you know? It's like, oh, man, I, uh, it's weird over here. I forgot. I'm so glad you asked. So glad you asked because last night in traffic, I was like, no, no, here we go and we're off. To, to Guido, Guido's stories and his, um, I still have that. I can still say some people. I'm like, okay, you could go. I know you want to leave. Go. But I, at least I'm aware that I'm, I'm like dragging people down in my conversation because I could tell by the. I'm like, I got it. I got it. Like at least yeah. I'm more aware when I'm doing it. And before yeah. I'd be like, why aren't you listening to me? Like you know, it's like I thought they were rude. I'm like, you know, you're very rude. You should be looking at me all the time when I talk. Maybe that's the win. We never actually change. We just become more aware of it. So it becomes. Funny and not right, and when I'm aware of it, sometimes you do you ever think back? You're like, oh my god, think of back some conversations. Like now that we know things, you're like, wow, that was that was pretty horrible. Like you know, I can only imagine their perspective. Oh, context of me, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's man, my I would have known life. this now. My entire yeah. life, ah man, it, it never. It's a uh, it's a constant thing now. I'm like, man, if I would have known this just five years ago, that could have been different. That could have been different. But I guess it's it's why we're here. I guess you know. But it's happening constantly with me. No, no. I, think, I think you're willing to rewrite yourself every day. There's a lot of people who aren't willing to rewrite wow, the programming and be better. I like to – we have a thing. That's amazing. Us and all our friends. We want to be better tomorrow than we were – better better today than we were yesterday, better tomorrow still, regardless. You know, you're always re- constantly improving. I read – I love um, – I'm into stoicism now, so I read sure, a lot of um, – Yeah, Ryan Holiday, uh, the gentleman Ryan Holiday, he's got a great podcast on stoicism. He's, I think, the leading expert right now, young guy. There's something ironic about that to me, a stoicism podcast. It's amazing. Though, I know, but, but he, it's yeah. just ironic. Yeah, he's <laughs> Two like, guys yeah, sitting yeah. there in silence. <laughs> Let's all think. Like, what? Um, but he has a book called Meditations, and every day it's a different quote from it. So it'll say, like, you know, January 1st, all the way, uh, all year round. And every day is a quote from a Stoic, or it's Cato, Epictetus, Marcus Aurelius, uh, Seneca, and there's a quote, and then he explains the quote. Mm. And you think about that all day, and every month is a different theme. Mm. One month is, you know, Love of faith, which is amor fati. The other one is discipline, courage. Um, uh, you know, so just every day, just reading it first thing in the morning is it does kind of make you reset or start the day of okay, I'm gonna concentrate on this one thing today. Like you know, don't let you know. Why don't I concentrate? Why don't I try to respond today instead of reacting? Mm-hmm. You know, respond, and you try to think of that all day, and obviously. Then I start yelling at people. I'm like, that wasn't good. And then you come yeah. back and you're like, ah, that, that was a very reaction. But then you respond. You have to I'm like, oh, this You happened. blow it a couple resp- times while you learn the lessons. Right. And then also every day you have something. And at the end of the day, you kind of take stock of, you know, you're like, man, did I accomplish what I wanted to do today? And if you do that, I, I don't do it every day because you forget. There's busy or tired. But most of the time when you do that, it's amazing how things change and then things around you change. Uh, people around you change. The people you hang out with change. People you attract change and it's nice. Oh, that's you know, fantastic. it's like keep it. You know, like you said, I love what you said. Reset yourself, trying to get rewrite better. Yourself, rewrite yeah. yourself. It's it, and it is like a program. Our brain is like the biggest computer of all time. You know, we got something whenever we, de- we came out. That was like you know the iPhone this is out of the, the box, biggest and then computer. we've just been exactly, exactly. And imagine all the stuff that's been happening and 
you know, and we have all these stories that we replay. Where they're not even real. And yeah, we've changed them so much over the years. Right, right. But people are still affected by those stories from when they're young. But we're not even that same person anymore. You know, so, so you, they should all start a podcast or become a comedian like you to go through that work and get it out. God, yeah, but then yeah, but right, <laughs> right. But now if you start telling that, there's gonna be a lot of bad stuff out there. Yeah, you got you got only when you're ready, people. Only when you're ready, okay? Only when you're ready. Don't. This is just because. Imagine someone's like, I got problems. I'm going to be a stand-up. <laughs> start talking about their parents and stuff. You're like, he didn't scare people. There is a balance. You know, there is a balance. But I think it is very therapeutic. If I mean, like I said, if the intentions are right, yeah, then definitely um, everybody should. I think stand-up is a good thing. It's very therapeutic if you know how to take things and make fun of it. If you, if you can make fun of your shortcomings and okay to share it with people, I... I think that's a great thing, and I think it, it kind of lets go of a lot of weight on your shoulders and a lot of anger and a lot of – it's um, – and people are so nice. People are way nicer than people think. I know people get, you know, the internet, but that's only a few. Most people I've met are just so nice. I drove from Montreal all the way down to Orange County twice to move all my stuff, and I've passed by, you know, Nebraska, Ohio. We went everywhere. You know, because two times I, I did it two different journeys. I took the first time. I went oh, different, up, tr- different yeah, roads. Yeah, uh, with my family through Colorado, down Utah, Vegas. And then with my brother, we went down. We went through Arizona because we wanted to go see Tombstone because we loved the, the movie Tombstone. So oh, was, I'm your Huckleberry. And, sure. Yeah, right. Oh, my, it was it was amazing. And we love, you know, Billy the Kid, uh, Young Guns. So we so we wanted to track Billy the Kid, you know, in, in New Mexico. All his, we went to prison. His, uh, wow. We escaped. And you love everywhere, those 90s but, westerns, huh? I'm I, 80s and 90s is I just wish everything I do is 80s and 90s. <laughs> you see, so, th- yeah, this is why I, I love this. Life. It's like I was like, uh, not alone. And uh, everywhere I've been in this country, everybody's been so nice to me. Everywhere from 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 waiters and waitresses to concierges to the, everybody. It doesn't matter where I'm at. They're they all been. They've well, all been I mean, nice. That's, it's, it's perhaps nice. you as well. I'm saying you get what you give. I mean, I think that's that seems to be who you are. I've only met you a couple of times, but <laughs> you're batting a, a thousand or whatever the good one is. That's only two times. The third one, you're gonna be like, no, nah, no, nah, 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 nah. I don't see. He's it. a two out of three guy. I don't no, good see. Good as a two out of three guy. What about um, the Marconi? You had fun the other day doing a little taste, but now you're doing. Now I'm doing my full uh, headlining thing. set. Yeah, I'm excited. I just came back from tour uh, for three weeks. Um, all over the place doing it. I'm going back. I'm going to Vancouver Saturday, uh, Friday. I have a show in Vancouver Saturday, and I'm here oh, wow. next week. Uh, and um, I can't wait. I was just there this morning because uh, we're filming it. So I was there with the production crew and um, John and Nick and Monique. And uh, they're awesome. They're amazing. Great team. To they're work amazing. With. Yeah, they're just great people. They work hard, and their intentions and are they good get too. Results, but their intentions are good too. Hundred. So that's why they're successful, and that's why. What they do will be successful. I mean, they're very involved. They're hands on, all hands on, and their intentions are right because they're doing things for the right reason. So I, and it's, yeah, we we just set up the, you know, we just set up the stage. We uh, we're gonna see what I, what's gonna be in the background. You know, so it's gonna be just. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be. Um, I'm excited. Um, uh, October twenty second. October twenty second. Eight o'clock. Eight p.m. Uh, doors will open at seven because there will be a few bars. And yes. uh, you can Marconi's, walk around. They do the setup nice. Their bars are <laughs> unbelievable. It's like real bars. They do a great setup. And then um, you can walk around the uh, 
the museum and take a look at all the cars and sixty um, million dollar automotive collection. Yeah, it's it's um, it's unbelievable. Again, and they have the DeLorean there now. There's a DeLorean in there. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. There's a DeLorean. So I was like, could you put the DeLorean close to the stage next to the Batmobile? Because it'd be amazing to have two movies. So we're gonna have the Batmobile next to the stage, the DeLorean. Um, do you know Kit. about the, You know we're we're turning that DeLorean into a time machine. Are you? Yeah, me oh, and my buddy okay. Sean, who was on the show with you. Right, because yeah. the first thing I saw when I saw DeLorean, I looked inside. I'm like, is this the one from the movie? And it's not. It's a real DeLorean. So it's just a regular DeLorean. You're going to put the flux the capacitor and everything. Done. Yeah. Dude, I have to see. Here's This is the one we built the in the past. end result. That's ours. That's me with ours up at Universal. That's unbelievable. John Cryer in it. Here we are with Robert. That's Sean, who you met on the left. Robert Zemeckis, Bob Gale. Hold on. Was there a documentary? Because I saw a documentary. Probably, yeah. But we built we, we built the Ghostbusters car as well, and here's our car on the with the Scream Awards with Michael and Chris. That's when they came out of it. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. That I was that. that was we did that on the at the uh, Greek Theater. Isn't so where funny? is the car now? Uh, this one that we built is in uh, England, but we are going to build another one for the Marconis, and that we made the announcement that night on the show. At the at the museum. Oh God, I wasn't. I know. I no, you were it. you were prepping to. Come oh out yeah, and right. oh you did it before the uh, before the show. That, okay, I got to see that because that is one of the most iconic. That was my, you know, I, first of all, I'm a Stallone huge fanatic. So Rocky to me is the best, but Back to the Future, it's got to be right behind it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, though, you said 80s and yeah. I cannot uh, get enough of Your the Back to the Future. Your changes. It's but, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. hilarious. I love it. Well, you know, I grew up in town, so like Rocky, Commando, Rambo, this is what we like. You know, growing up in the 80s, I mean, I just grew up by, you know, my my parents, you know, my dad's gone. He's like, yeah, watch this. This is good stuff. Just watching Rambo 2 all the time, like eight times. This is, this is good. This is good parenting. Here. <laughs> That's hilarious. I actually, I uh, was trying to get your Rambo bit downloaded, and I wasn't able to get it into the system. Oh, here. But, you saw but, right. But you, yeah, but it's, well, your Stallone bit, I should say. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, very funny stuff. Is that in the special? Yeah, will that be, yeah. Will they be able to? Yeah, see it's it? gonna go. It's gonna be in the show. <laughs> okay. I kind of do. Uh, I kind of do uh, a little. Um, Can you do uh, a little here without without burning it? <laughs> just, I don't care. I, yeah, I'll voice? do a little bit. I, I just say. Uh, <laughs> so what I usually say is is how I remember the first time I went to Italy. It, it's um, I was really blown away because I went to my cousin's house and he was watching a movie. And he was watching Rocky, like one of my favorite movies. And I was blown away by the by the dubs, by the actors who dubbed them in Italian because they all sound like regular citizens, like from Italy. They don't even attempt to kind of get the, uh, you know, the essence of the character. So when you watch Rocky, as everybody knows, Rocky is not, I mean, even Stallone's voice, it's, it's known. I mean, it's been parodied so many times. So in Rocky, he kind of sounds a little punch drunk and not as smart. So he's kind of like this. So this is, he's kind of like a... <clears throat> Your age. What do you think you're doing for the next, I don't know, 30 or 40 or 50 years? I was wondering if uh, you wouldn't mind marrying me very much. If you wouldn't mind marrying me too much. Right? That's how he sounds. You see, it's very dragging, right? Yeah, he's been hit a couple times. He's been hit a couple times. Like that. In Italian, in the movie, he sounds educated. And it does not, he sounds like, he sounds like he won a Nobel Prize in economics. So he's like, but I... Che sta facendo per le prossime 45 anni? Ma volevo sapere se per caso, se mi volevo sposare. 
si mi volevo sposare. Like, you know, it's just, and then Rambo, I do the whole, like, and he's like, so I do the whole thing of a few of his movies. Is it one um, actor who, do, who dubs uh, one actor just alone throughout? Through all his movies. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because it's consistency. So I guess once they started, they probably Good thought, gig. he's not going to talk like this in every movie, but they're like, my this guy talks this in every movie. <laughs> and he does. And Cliff, like, oh, he's like, no sé later on like that. It's like, it's not, that's why his movies maybe don't do as good. Like, why? He's very smart. Why is Rambo? Why does Rambo oh killing people when he sounds like he has a PhD? Like, you know. Oh, that's um, <laughs> Schwarzenegger's hilarious because you know how he sounds, but he sounds like every, yeah, I mean, he sounds like your local butcher. It's weird, you know, when, <laughs> when you see him in Conan the Barbarian Italian, it doesn't, it's the funniest thing you've ever seen. That's yeah, amazing. So that's, uh, that's part of, uh, yeah, that's just silliness. And 58 more minutes. And 58 more minutes. <laughs> That plus fifty eight more minutes, maybe forty two. I'm not sure. No, fifty eight. Uh, I think uh, I think you're very funny. I'm very happy that uh, that you're that you're doing what you're doing. I think the world needs more people like you in it, uh, thank especially you very much. in the front of things. So I, I hope that you uh, push your way to the front of the line. I hope so. I hope so too. I'm just going to keep on creating, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I'm writing uh, basically my life into a TV series. It's the one oh, man. So what's coming up for you? Let's, well, uh, so the to... one man play that I'm touring is. Um, October 29th in Kelowna. And then this weekend, yeah. But, uh, so it's called, uh, it's called, uh, I'm, I'm changing the name of the, the show. It's going to basically, it's called So She Married a Guido. <laughs> okay. So it's. Like it's, an axe murderer? So She Married a Guido. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. when I saw the movie So She, uh, so, she Married, uh, so I Married an Axe Murderer, mm. I said this would be a great title if we just change it to So She Married a Guido yeah. or So I Married a Manja Kick. Because my wife, in, see, because in Canada, my wife is considered a Manja Kick. Manja cake is basically what the Italians would call all the non-Italians, all the Canadians. Oh, I see. Because they would, because what happens was like the first Italian immigrants that immigrated to Canada in the early 1900s, they would um, go to work and they would see their Canadian coworkers eat sandwiches with the, you know, the soft white Wonder Bread, which didn't exist at the time in Italy. So oh, because right. of, so because of the consistency an and the color, they thought they're eating cake all day. They thought because it looks like cake, so they go home like I don't know. These guys eat cake, cake, cake. White so man, so, re- sugary, so manja eat. means eat, and cake means cake. So they called wow. Canadians cake eaters, basically. <laughs> so that's what all Canadians, Italians, call the Canadians in Canada. Like it was manja cakes, like you know. So, so the show I'm touring is so I married a manja cake because that term is known in Canada, but not throughout. Right, but in the states it's going to change to so she married a Guido. So this after my tour, um, we're going to film a few episodes and. Um, I'm um, I'm bringing the show for Industry Night in Toronto. People are maybe interested in seeing it in Toronto, and I'm I just gonna it. film the content on. Uh, I have my website coming up soon called uh, therealguido.com. Therealguido.com. Yeah, yeah. Somebody took guidococomelo.com. No, I'm like, come who on. would take my name? Who would take? So I don't want to negotiate uh, for my name. So I'm gonna go therealguido.com. I'm with you there. And I'm gonna put um, some clips of the Marconi, my one man show, and I'm gonna be doing a lot more. Um, just content about my life. I think it's. I think that's what I like to do. And I have a lot of friends, and even my kids want to be involved, and their friends want yeah. to be involved. So get it's yourself a sitcom. That's what comedians did in that's the eighties like. and nineties. Yeah, like, I want to do. I would like to do that. I'm, that's. What I'd like to be the next uh, Ray Romano. That's what I'd like to do. Amazing, you would use that reference because, I. Uh, what was it? Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. So I worked on a show called Everybody Hates Chris. That was a total right. rip on right. the, and. That was very successful. Very so successful. your thing could be very successful. Yeah, I, that's what I feel like. You know, 
we need a new Italian dad figure. No, 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 that's yeah, enough. <laughs> that's right. We haven't had anybody good since Joey. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right yeah. Remember, after Friends, there was Joey. <laughs> it was just Joey. I haven't next, had uh, next fall on any NBC. Fun, Joey. Joey, Joey. Remember that? That lasted uh, not long. But he had a good run. He had a good run. I can't. Not yeah, make fun of that. He's yeah, not, he's fine. He's doing just fine. He's and just he's doing done that wonderful fun. work ever since. Did you watch that show, the English show? The English show he's on. Uh, shit, I can't extras. think of what it's called. I thought it was extras, but it's not. I, I was going to say that too. Mm. That's Ricky Gervais. It's the other one. But you know what I'm talking about, right? He has white hair in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know it was an really English show. I didn't know. He, he was nominated for that for a few awards, but I didn't really know. What, I thought it was an American show. It's an English show. Oh, well, no. It might be an American show, but it takes place in England. Oh, okay. It? Okay. I think he's an American actor who goes to England and they all think, am I wrong about this? No, I haven't seen it, but I oh, think shit. you're right. Well, <laughs> but I know it's not a new show either. So, but I know but he was good in that too. But it's amazing how he did Friends and Joy didn't work because like a, a spinoff, and then something completely different five six years later. Oh, he did Top Gear too for yeah. a little bit when they fired right. all the Top Gear guys. Okay. he came in and took over Top Gear okay. for a hot totally minute. Forgot about yeah. that yeah. too. No, he's great. So I mean, he's done great Matt work. Matt doing okay. Good for him. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, that's the wrong Joey. That's Joey from Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> 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 See, that's where the show Blossom. I used to watch. Blossom. Fresh Prince and then Blossom. That's what it was. It was the Mondays. The yeah. Fresh girl, Prince the, at eight and Blossom at eight. And then six, her friend six the had best a crush friend on six. six lived in our town or in the area, and we would see her at the mall. Oh, while she was filming Blossom or after Blossom? While she was filming Blossom, <laughs> but obviously not at that time. Wow. But her family lived in Connecticut, and, and we would see her at the mall every once in a while. It, it, I can't remember is that where you're from, Connecticut? Is that where you're from, Connecticut? Yeah, but right outside New York City, so we can be friends. <laughs> and all my friends were Italian. My best friend was Roman Caggiano. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, we can be friends. Bit. That's good. That, that's very bit. Italian. That's bit. legit Italian. Um, okay, so stay tuned for your uh, upcoming sitcom that you're going to figure out yourself, but eventually that's going to be I'll figure this out. We'll I see want, what happens. I want to watch that show. We'll see what happens. Well, I'm, I, I do intend on uh, filming some webisodes, so there'll be like a few minutes here and there. I just want to see what um, you know people think of it first, and then maybe remember, we'll do more of it. We never know. Do you remember a million years ago with Steve Randazizi when you worked with him? He did that little web show that our friend Kevin Brader directed. I do, and he, it was like it was something with it was the, it was a dad and his baby, and it was it was a husband and wife. Do you know who Steve Renazizi is? He no. was the guy on the League. Um, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Forget it now. No one knows. It doesn't matter. No time to talk about that. It was a good show. It sounds like what you're doing or what you could be doing could turn into something like that, and it could totally work. Like and nowadays, too. I mean, this is what and you do that shit with your phone and. You know he I mean? wanted to do that and didn't, couldn't find the hook and had other things he was avoiding. Daddy Dearest or something like that? It was yeah. very funny. He was, he's very funny. He's hilarious. But when you're anyone is like hiding anything, that's you're avoiding Yes, yes. Do, do you remember the comedian that got in trouble for, not trouble, but controversially because they lied and said they were in 9-11, but they weren't in 9-11? Do you know who I'm talking about? Have you heard that story? That they were in line eleven, they were, like in the they building. They were in the building and they escaped the building. That they worked. That they worked at, at, at World Trade Center no. during nine eleven. No, okay. All right. well, is he known? Yeah, he or she that's known? Who it is. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, it's this person. Oh no. Oh shit. Well, I really <laughs> have it up. I did not know. I thought that would be the hook where you'd be like, "Oh, that guy." Yeah, of course. Is he from New York? Oh, obviously, because he works now. I mean, no, maybe this, he's not from there because he just worked there. No, like, yeah. I didn't know. I know. I've never heard about. It, but also. He worked in the area, just like he lied and said he worked. But back in the then, I, reason, like I, I really wasn't into it. So maybe this is a story that happened around that time, or or, or did it just come out like twenty years later that he lied about it? No, I don't even want it to. Oh, look at that! I tried to drink from my Rupert mug. <laughs> um, uh, I was like, oh, I've drank all that water. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. I don't. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get truck. him here, and we can talk about it. But uh, oh, it's even better. Yeah, he's very interesting, and 
Now it's, I'm sorry I brought it all up. <laughs> we knew what so happens. Stupid. Yeah, but also happens sometimes you just say stuff and you people, you know, I mean, listen, man. Here's what's I, happened during the show. You have slid yourself right out of frame is what's happened. That, the, <laughs> oh my slide God. your chair forward about a oh foot God. so it's next to, don't move the other one. Oh, put, sorry, no, I'm you're doing? moving the other one. Leave <laughs> the other one where it is and put your chair. Yeah. Oh, forget it. I move so much. I, I, I the, this? this chair was good. If you moved the other chair back where it was, oh, you'd be go. in the frame here. <laughs> I don't care. You look great. Um, all right. So how do people follow you? Guido Cocomelo yes, on uh, Instagram. Uh, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, the real Guido Instagram. Cocomelo is not up yet. Correct? It's not up yet. The realguido.com uh, is not up yet. It'll probably be up in a month okay. or a few weeks. But uh, you can follow me in the meantime in, on Instagram at um, Guido Cocomelo. Two L's. C-O-C-O-M-E-L-L-O. And tickets for the Marconi event are at Marconi at Museum. At Marconi Museum. Um, or com and they'll just there's an Eventbrite page and um, and and a percentage of the proceeds uh, will go to a children's charity um, in Orange County as as they always do I mean they work really well with yeah everybody so I mean that's that's why they're so amazing as well because they give back a lot so they came here and gave her foundation a check the other day I know I saw it, it was amazing. unbelievable Absolutely it was unbelievable amazing. I saw and, the, and the, if they were able to do that it means we raised that much more for their charities which to mm-hmm. me is just amazing it's right. so amazing right and it's amazing that we could do it while we're having fun laughing and we're giving back to like people that need it it's like we it could do this we could do this over and over again on a All loop you know time. like that, so therefore people could like have fun and their money goes somewhere good you know what I'm saying? Like, even at the bar, when you get a drink, your money goes somewhere good. Yeah. You know, it's like everything you're doing, you're spending it, but it's also going a bit, obviously, to the people to maintain you know, the museum because you have to maintain that beautiful thing. But a lot of it, most, a lot of it goes to helping out others. And it's like the perfect thing, laughing and helping out others. I, I don't, you know, it's... Win-win. It, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a great, um, it's really great to be a part of. Uh, you're gonna kill it. Everything. You're gonna kill so. it. The museum part's fun and everything, but your show is gonna be great. Are you guys? Could you guys make it? I know it's an Orange we're County. We're triple man. booked on the same night, and we're trying. I'll send you. I'm filming it. I'll send you the video. We're tr- well, definitely watch yeah, that. We're trying. We're trying to make a couple things. Work. No worries. No worries. Um, I, we committed to it on the night when we said, oh, yes, absolutely. And then we forgot we had another thing. And then there's since been another like, thing. Is it my like, brother getting married? Like, <laughs> no, it's no joke. One of these other things is, will you come do the podcast live at our at our car show event? And it's like there's oh, so many different right. things. Right, 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 right. Um, and I don't want to, whatever. You know how it is. I, I definitely do. I say yes to everything. And then I got to call people. I'm like, man, you know how <laughs> I hate it. I, I, I do it all the time. I used to be that person. And I'm nowadays always that. it's coming up and I hate it. I'm a yes guy now. Before I'm like, no. Same. I'm just say yes because I want to say yes because you never know what could come out of things anymore. So I say yes to you know because you're open to good things coming. Yeah, and then I'm like, wow, now you hate me, but I'm trying to be good. Like you know, like, <laughs> I, know. Good. I, I, know. I said yes, but uh, all right, October 29th, you're going to be at the at the Kelowna Ha Ha Hut or whatever there, whatever it's called. I forgot what the theater is. It's, it's a theater in Kelowna. I'm not sure. Okay. Just follow me, and I'll show you on Instagram. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so it's a theater. It's not a. It's a theater. Yeah, it's a theater. <gasps> will not be at the Holiday Inn. It's a theater. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, I think that's it. We're back on Thursday, I believe, with Bart Kikens, 
the author of uh, Flat Six Love Affair and many other books, uh, incredible photographer, Bart Kuykens. I ran into him at Luftgekult, but we barely spoke at all um, because we were going to do this. So um, I think that's what's going on. I love you. Guido Cocomelo, we love you. I love you guys. Thank there, you so much so for having much. me. Is Thank there, you, Nicole, for having me, Jay. Thank you. Are you good? Do you feel good about this? I yeah. I know you were stressed out before and everything. We're good? <laughs> yeah, we're good. Okay. We're good. I'm, uh, I feel good. I was throwing up before because I'm really nervous in interviews. No. No, I meant about the traffic and yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. I know, I know. I no, the traffic was, were... the traffic, I left an hour and 45 minutes, and I was like, yeah, come on. It's, and then, first it said you're going to arrive, you know, it says estimated time arrival 10 minutes before. I was like, good. And all of a sudden, you see it, you see it going 4.52. You're like, no, 4.55. You're like, come on, 4.56. And then 5.03. It's like, no, I got to make some moves over here. And then you go 5.02, like it's a game. You're stressing out. But... Uh, <laughs> that's part of being Italian. There should be a, a like a video game driving in LA. There should be some sort of getting oh, to your destination kind of a On thing. And you leave. It's, it's like Paperboy when we were kids, that game, but now adults getting to work in LA. What yeah. was Paperboy? Never played Paperboy. You had, to, oh. you had to deliver papers as a kid, but like, the oh, the dog, dog the, oh, the, paper, oh, yeah. right, right, the right, pothole, right. The, all this crazy shit. It's, uh, it's something. Pothole of water. It's something to try to get. And, and then when the GPS takes you, do you want to take this two minutes faster? Or do you like, I'm like, how am I here? How is this fast all of a sudden? <laughs> You're like, I'm in, a, I'm in an industrial area, but anyway. Uh, we did it. Instagram, we love you as well. We love everybody at home. Please love one another. Thank you very much for watching. Stay tuned. For Tom Snyder is next. Good, ah. night, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. That was awesome. Yeah. Tom Snyder's next. That's awesome.